you a killer? I was checking headlines and doctors, revolutionaries, and fighters of injustice are dust again. And it leaves me asking, what you think your murder masking? There is no silence in death. Not when a bloodline is left. No such thing as quiet is kept. Your knowledge is inept. You can kill a revolutionary, but you can't kill no revolution. Absence not a solution to the frustration of a nation of fed up human beings. Government treating us like things. Things that produce. Things for their use. Thinking us like we squares while you be obtuse. Bumper truce. What the deuce? This stuff ain't abstruse. Let me sit this on your dome. The people want freedom. Just because Malcolm was murdered, the potency was not siphoned from the term by any means necessary. To this day, if a black man says that, you better be leery. We the people are far from scary. We frustrated. And this country did us wrong for so long. <laughs> you hoping for a happy song. But we spit out hip hop. You want a pretty picture. So we spray paint freedom or death till there's no white space left. You want a sit-in. And we want to walk in Congress and slap the hell out of everybody. No pass. All of you can kiss my black. Perhaps if you sat your tail still while we released our frustrated will, you would not be so comfortable screwing us. Hand over fist in this governmental corporate polyamory tryst where we be your kept woman out back because you like it like that. Quiet and in the cut, we black and yet we are also light and we cannot remain quiet or dim in the grim plight of capitalism at the expense of human lives. Whoever told you the fight died with the fighter lied. You tried, we cried, and now we tired. Enough of this ish. You earned the anger you get. Our pain is legitimate and pharmaceutical companies to test new products on me. Both government systems designed to grow corporations bottom line and usurp the very people that put them in office. Bump the lack of images that look like the children you are trying to teach. Bump educational systems that put creative dreams out of reach. Bump media outlets owned by corporations paid by the government to back the bull crap. Bump fake advocates talk loud in public but you are shocking and on funds not meant for you. But police officers that get into the job to exact their own justice, bullied and ridiculed so much you have meditated on hatred and now your president makes you a knight. Bump your silence and your, my neighbor is black and I love Puerto Ricans when I speak of immigration. Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory, you idiots. Who think, who get here and think because politics say white is a race.
and anyone who don't look like you need to go back where they came from. How about you first? And you can take stankin' 45 with you. But all that crap, I got a right to be mad. I got a right to speak. And I will put ether to this revolutionary flame until end game. You can't kill me. Revolution is my name. Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and looted dances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here. Spoken Soul family, what's good? We got another one for you. I hope, I hope you're on your path today. I hope you're not allowing anyone or anything to impede your progress. I hope you're focused today. I hope you know that the start of today is your success tomorrow. Stay on your grind. Spoken Soul family, what's good? We got another great show lined up for you guys today. I mean, this artist right here, when I tell you that she is Fire, Octane, Ether. I came across this sister. I was actually on Instagram. I was on Instagram Live, and an artist that I know that was on the show, Miss Lady Obsidian Rain, she was doing the live. And uh, I was like, let me just tune in. And lo and behold, this sister was on the stage tearing it up. Let me give her the proper introduction that she deserves. I'm talking about none other than the queen, T'Challa Williams. T'Challa Williams is an author, poet, performer, executive co-founder of the literary organization Hartford's LIT chairsperson of the Weaver High School School Governance Council, member of the Board of Directors of the Greater Hartford Arts Council, member of the YWCA Advocacy Advisory Council, and poetry book moderator for this Brown Girl Reads Book Club. 
T'Challa is committed to her ties in the Hartford community as Zone 1 leader for the BOE Family Community Engagement Council. Her work and dedication earned her nominations into the class of 2021 100 Women of Color. She's a contributing author for the new release, Blessed Not Broken, Volume 4, The Power of Letting Go, which begins pre-sales February 2022. This is her second publication this year after having her poetry included in Every Kind of Lady and her sister Paige's anthology, which was released in January 22. It brings even more excitement about her third book of poetry entitled Vehemence, releasing in winter 2022. Ever present and advocate and advocating for the rights of people, you can always find her lending a hand and her voice working to advance lives forward. Through performance, teaching, or leadership, T'Challa's heart beats for the city and the arts. A love of life, people, and community, T'Challa is a walking interpretation of revolutionary love. Spoken Soul family, let's give a warm, warm, warm welcome to my sister and your sister, the queen, Miss T'Challa Williams. Yes, Queen. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you are in the building. And uh if I mean, I'm honored. I'm honored. Like I was telling my audience, like I was on Instagram live and I and I and I tuned in to Miss uh Lady Obsidian Rain. Shout out to Lady Obsidian Rain. Yes, she's been, my boo. Yeah, she's been she's been featured on the show numerous times. She's coming back for some more panel discussions. And she's dope. So I, I I tend to to tune into a lot of things that she's doing. And and that day I got the I got the invite. You know, you get the alert. And I said, let me just tune in. And lo and behold, Queen, you was on the stage, man. And to be honest, you you are a throwback. You are a throwback from you're reminiscent of the last poets, reminiscent of, 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 of Gil Scott Heron. I, I hear it in your in your poetry is like a revival and it's so refreshing to hear such powerful words words of revolution words of change you know words of inspiration and uh, i think you are amazing amazing now you what you call it like we're gonna get into we're gonna get into the formalities because my audience they'll kill me if i don't ask my number one question number one question number one question why poetry so let's get into that first before we get into the the the, the nitty gritty of this interview. <clears throat> Why poetry? Well, all right, we're gonna be honest. Mm. Um, I I came into poetry two ways. Of course, there's always love. Mm. So you know, you got a boo, you reminiscing, you thinking about, you know, you got a crush when you were in elementary school. So you you write a little sobby, you know, soft stuff. <laughs> So love is always like an introduction. Mm-hmm. However, I, um, I'm i a lover of stage. I've mm-hmm. always been in theater since elementary school. Mm-hmm. So I've always enjoyed Shakespeare and the way that rhyme happens and um, an expression. So the stage was my first love. Theater, I still love theater. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And in loving theater and the stage, you you find poetry. Mm. And because of my theater background, spoken word was just the next step. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have I've always been passionate about my words and about my voice. Mm. Um, I've always been one to not like injustice. I don't mm. like for good people to be done wrong. I don't like how black people have been treated. And um, I'm, I'm a 70s baby. Mm. So um, rest, rest in power to my uncle, my uncle John Boyd. He named me Tashala after the Black Panther. I was born in 74. So I am officially on my birth certificate. I am Tashala. Mm. That's Straight what's up. up. That's what's up. And, um, <laughs> Through my uncle, he introduced me to the last poets. So mm. it was so interesting that you said that. Wow. Um, my uncle was a, a, he loved Parliament Funkadelic um, and the last poets. And as I listened to them, I fell in love. I've always been, I've always, I'm a kid of hip hop. I'm a child of hip hop and you know, hip hop is turning 50 this year. I'm 47. Mm. So hip hop was an avenue that expressed how people felt in my community. Mm. Like I'm not rap right now because there is a difference. Rap is very commercial, but I was raised on hip hop. So, you know, if if I wanted to remember the countries in Africa, I went back to the Statsasonic song. Mm. Mm. Mozambique and Botswana. So let us speak about the motherland, speak about the motherland. You know, like that's <laughs> um I'm 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 a brand newbian kid. I, mm. I I I loved Rakim. Um and uh and I was a De La Soul baby. Oh yes. So, you know, De La Soul, Native Tongues, Queen Latifah, all of these people, all of these hip-hop artists expressed themselves in various ways. And and I loved Queen Latifah when she came out with Ladies First. Like, I played that cassette tape. Ah, oh, cassette tape. They <laughs> <laughs> I played that. I played that joint to death. So, naturally, um, I began to find my voice. Mm. Um, however, I found love first. Mm. And so in finding love, um, I kind of put my talents down for a minute and focused on family. Um, so I, uh, met my love, moved to Atlanta, had a total of six children. Wow. And, um, and then my husband, um, lost his battle with heart disease and passed. And I came back to Connecticut. And I always like to tell people the, the truth about my experience in Georgia. I got my teeth in Georgia. Mm. And I really hope people understand that because one thing that I learned in Georgia was how to advocate for myself, um, how not to let people play with me, mm. <laughs> how to uh, speak directly and, and to the point about whatever it is that I want. Um, that was the one thing I loved about being down South. It's, it is definitely not a game. It's, it's elevation. And there were a lot of poets down there and a lot of people down there and they were making moves and building a community. And I just 
enjoyed the energy. So I got my teeth, came back to Connecticut, and started biting. Mm. And you and you bite, Queen. You bite because your words your words sting. They sting, and it's like it's refreshing to hear words of that caliber in a society today where everything is just so washed down. You know, you can't say this, you can't say that. There's so many different things that you can't say in this day and age. Whereas, you know, it's like the the pen is being muzzled. It's like you, you know what I mean? And you bring that, you bring that refreshing, like I'm gonna be in your face. I'm going to tell you how I feel. You're going to feel this sentiment. You're going to feel these emotions and uh, you're going to take it. And um, I can really appreciate that because that's the that's the same side that I, I kind of walk on in my poetry and my spoken word. You know, it, it, it's always about change. And uh, I think that's the real purpose, the real true purpose of poetry, you know, to create change, to inspire change, you know, and that's what you do. You know what I mean? I mean, excellent work, man. Your delivery, your your passion is like, wow. I'm like, this sister is real, man. It's like, this ain't no game. And you can you can hear the difference when you hear somebody trying to dazzle you with their words. I hear in your poetry, you're trying to inspire. You're trying yes. to uplift. You know what I mean? You're trying to take the veil off of what's going on out there so we can really look at it and see. And I applaud you, Queen. Now Thank you just you. you just recently had a uh you just won a slam you know I was I, I happened to be one of the judges when I when I seen you because I know we had our interview coming today and I see because <laughs> I didn't know all the people that was in the slam so I'm like I'm looking at the people falling I said oh snap I said I'm, I'm about to interview the sister you know what I'm saying I'm about to interview oh, sister wow. <laughs> on Sunday you know what I'm saying I'm like wow so. That was dope, man. And uh, you killed that joint, man. You killed that, man. Congratulations, man. That was a, it was a beautiful slam. You had some real good, I mean, you had top-notch competition in that slam. You had Slangston over there. You had yeah. Jam Spoken. She was doing her thing. I mean, it was a dope slam, but you really showed out, man. You really, you really Thank showed you. out. You. And um, congratulations. Let me give you a round of applause for that. <laughs> yeah. So now we gotta we we gotta have you spit. We gotta have you, you know what I'm saying, let the audience, they got a little taste. They got a little taste in the beginning of the show. I opened up the show with one of your poems that you killed. I love that poem. You know what I'm saying? I love that poem. You know what I'm saying? That's one of that's one of my favorite poems of yours right there. That's why I decided okay. to play that one specifically. But we want to get into some poetry of yours. And we want to discuss some of your words, man, because we got to analyze these things, man. We got to analyze the, the the content that you're bringing out to the people, man, because I think it's warranted it. And I think that, uh, you know, we can all learn and benefit from dissecting some of your words, man, because I'm telling you, I'm inspired, man. Like last poets, you know, Gil Sky Heron, these poets like that, revolutionary poets, man, that's that's where poetic black is birthed from. You know, so yeah. I love I love poetry that, you know, really goes in on topics that we really need as, us as a people. I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about specifically black people that we need to really benefit from and listen and like internalize these words. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play one one um one commercial from one of our sponsors 
and uh, I'm gonna set the stage for you so you can get ready right now. And I'm gonna play, I'm gonna play our uh, sponsorship, and then I'm gonna bring you right in for your first piece. All righty. Hello. This is William S. Peters, Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Inner Child Press International. First, I must say we at Inner Child Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Inner Child Press International offer to you, his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKENSOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com, and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.interchildpress.com. Thank you. Coming to the stage to bless the Spoken Soul Session Studio, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my sister and your sister, Tishala Williams. slay dragons, dismantle factions, give no evil traction, sharpen vision, then cut incisions in the iron wall of oppression. I write truth so you can stop guessing. I ink words into weapons, incinerate what harms you, bind what confines, find and grind what haunts your mind. I ain't come here to waste no time, yep. <laughs> I'm right to ignite your soul. Set your purpose ablaze. Get you out the trapped phase. Bright light exposing realities, tragedies, and fallacy. You can't be blind in the present of me. If sin is believing, be cataract free. I write because my voice is necessary. My cadence varies. Some shit I say can be downright scary. Fuck fear. If you are here, then bury everything even close to resembling defeat. Stand on your two feet. Push your sleeves up. Wake up your ankles so you can juke adversity. Life be obstacle university. Get your motherfucking degree. No matter how uncomfortable the journey, beat your chest and flex my G. Pain be soliloquy of retreat memory. Take that pity song off repeat. Affirm your power confidently. What else would you be speaking if not acknowledging your victory? You are the general of your shit. You didn't come here or come this far to concede to a bitch. Ain't no way in hell you can ever quit. And I'll write the words so you remember that shit. You started, so you might as well finish it. Spoken Soul family, do you guys see? Do you guys see what I'm talking about? If, if if those words right there don't inspire you, man, it, it is just a punch, just the extra punch that you know I me. Mean? I don't know what it is that 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 wake up. You know what I'm saying? That wake up. I feel the urgency 
Like I can really hear the urgency in your voice, in your cadence, man. And a phenomenal piece. Like take us through it. Take us through it. What was going on in your head? What inspired it? You know, what inspired you to put pen to paper and uh, write that piece? Tell us the name. What's the name of the piece? What's the official name of the piece? The official name of the piece is Why I Write. Why I Write. Literally, um, it was like a challenge. Another poet asked um, for people to write pieces about why they write. Mm. And so I sat and I thought about why I write. Mm. And, and, And every word I put down is literally the reason why I write. Because I feel like we have come to a place where social media has conditioned us to be very comfortable with the lie, Mm. very comfortable with the facade, very comfortable with living this image. And in this false reality, we lose it. We lose in everything, including ourselves. And so it's, it's important that we, anybody who is my age or older, speak truth That's because right. there's too many lies out here. That's too right. many people being lied to. And you must tell your honest, transparent story because these children need to hear the truth about how we survived or how we came up. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and I was like, you know, we came up during the crack era. So yep. addiction means something totally different for us. Mm-hmm. Addiction is like, you know, damn, Uncle Tommy took our TV and smoked it. Yep. Yep. You know, like you wake up in the morning and literally stuff is missing from your house. Your mama pocketbook is gone. Like it was it was some real stuff. That's right. And so to come now in 2022 and I'm seeing young people addicted and I'm like, yo, no, yeah. what's happening? It's crazy. What is happening? Yep. Like it's 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 crazy because I come from a head up shot. You ain't tough unless you can knock a nigga out. Mm-hmm. All yep. this gunplay is real cute until you actually gotta pull your goddamn pants up and thump with somebody. Exactly. That's when you tough. When you could take an ass whooping and walk down the street the next day, knowing that you gotta tighten your shit up. Yep. Yep, and that's. But the, now nobody, nobody want no head up shot because you can't fight. You can't fight. You're scary as hell because you fronting online and not really doing no real living. Exactly. Like you, it's it's like we're so conditioned to social media that we don't even know how to interact with each other when we come in contact with each other. And like I come from a place where you read body language, so social media got people talking mad shit. But where I come from, you only can talk so much shit in front of my face before shit get escalated to the next level. That's right. <laughs> and you start to learn, damn, I need to watch my mouth because mm-hmm. you can't just be loose with your lips and not think that there are no consequences for it. And I'm talking about consequences you can live from, not mm-hmm. die from. That's right. Because and that's life. That, that's that, life. That is life. And that, a lot of people need their ass beat. That's life. And you know some because you, you make a great point, you know, because I'm a 70s baby as well. And when you when you when we were kids, you know, we had to go outside. We played tag. We played manhunt. We played kick the can. The, the girls, they played double dutch. They had the chairs thing going. It, it was a lot of activity that was created by us it was in it was an artificial intelligence entertaining us we went outside we interacted with each other we made bonds and we we lived 
Nowadays, people sit behind that computer screen and they get a false sense of courage because they don't got nobody to slap them in the face if they say something out of whack. And, you know, we, we're on the hands, we're on the hands on base. You know, we come from the analog stage. You know, when we when we had a, a book report, we had to go to the Encyclopedia Britannica. If you had one or if you had all the volumes, you know what I'm saying? You had to go to the library. It wasn't no going Google search engine. Hell no, and put, it wasn't no Google. It was no you Google. You had to remember the Dewey Decimal System and take yourself to the card catalog. That's right. Write down the author's last name and look for some numbers. Yep. <laughs> That's that's what you had to do. You had to do research, hands-on research. You had to really be engaged. But nowadays, you don't have to be. And it's widely accepted that this is the way of being now. Say anything you want to say. You have freedom of speech. You have freedom of speech. You can say anything you want to say if it offends or whatever. But in the era we came from, you had consequences. It was definitely consequences. And I think that was the difference. And that's what shapes the fiber of who we become as men and women. A lot of these, a lot of these kids today, like I, I remember when we was kids, we used to sag our pants, but this day of sagging is, it's, it's like, it's to the extreme. Like I literally seen this dude, I'm walking. I was like, I can't believe this shit. Now, I remember my grandmother telling us to pull our pants up because we wore baggy clothes when we back in the 90s. You know, we we wore baggy clothes. So our pants would naturally sag. But now I see these kids today. They're sagging with skinny jeans on. And like, yo, how do you sag with skinny jeans? Like I was sagging when we was back in the days. I was sagging was by default. Cause we chose to to wear a lot of baggy clothes. The men wore a lot of baggy clothes, so it was sad because we would buy our clothes bigger than they what, 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 what they were. But in this day and age, I seen this dude had a belt. He had a belt on with skinny jeans, and it was damn near to his mid thigh. And he's walking, and I'm like, yo, what if somebody rolled up on you to fight? What if somebody rolled up on you? You done. You hit, you ain't got nothing because you got one hand trying to hold your pants up. Your, your boots not laced. Exactly. So you got on Tim's, but you don't know nothing about no Tim's in the city. And, and here you are getting your ass beat, but you're scared to get your ass beat. So now you're pulling your little 38 that you got in your boot. Now you done missed because you can't aim, lame mm. ass, and then shot a little kid. Yep. And it happens, man, so many times, man. And it's crazy that it has to be this way. But we need poetry. We need words like yours. We need poetry words like is yours. Life. It's life. And, and even in reality, too. Uh, sorry, not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But back in the days, we had on um, big clothes because you was wearing some clothes somebody else gave Great point. Well, your mother was buying it big so, so it could actually it could fit you it, in the springtime of exactly. the year. Exactly. She can't afford to buy you a whole new set of clothes come springtime. So based on how you grow, we're going to buy these a little bit big so that they fit you. That's we right. had the grunge era. So in grunge era, you kind of wore comfortable, loose clothes. But mm-hmm. come on, son. Skinny jeans and a belt. And a belt. That is the most oxymoronic shit <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> Skinny jeans and a belt, and now your underwear is a part of your outfit. Exactly. Where where did this come from? Like, where are and, we? And I'm 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 old school, so I was raised by my grandparents. My grandfather wore suits mm. and hard shoes. Yep, hard bottoms. Don't even know how to tie a necktie or what a hard shoe is. And so it's like I'm 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 the type of woman where 
I like to watch a man walk. Mm. There's something about a black man's stride that is just the most beautiful and sexy thing I have ever seen. Mm. You can watch Denzel walk. Even Samuel Jackson got a little bop in his swagger when you watch them walk. But I cannot watch these young men walk because they walking like penguins because they trying to keep their goddamn pants up. So I can't see your characteristic. I can't see if you are alpha or beta because you got these damn pants hanging down by your thighs. Mm. That's, I mean, this is facts. This is like, I mean, truth, man. And it got to be addressed. It really has to be addressed, man. Like somewhere along the line, we're missing the point. And like I always say on the show, black Americans, black Americans are the most unique people, melanated people on the face of the earth. There's no one like us. When you, when you have the Africans that come over here, they have community. They have community. They have that sense of coming together, networking to get to a better station. Over here with the black Americans in this country, unfortunately, and I know the reason why. I know why it's like that. But unfortunately, we we don't come together on anything. The only thing that we can manage to come together on is the fact that we love to spend money. We love to spend money. So that's our only pretty much out. That's the one thing that they respect about us not the thing that they admire about us because they admire us they they emulate us they venerate us in secret all the time but the only thing that they want from us in this day and age unfortunately is our money over 1.8 trillion dollars is our spending power in this country black americans black americans and it's and funny it's crazy. That we still we don't have no money. Nothing. There's no dividends. There's no dividends to justify our excessive spending. When you spend, you're supposed to get something for what you spend. You know, there's perks. You know, when you get a credit card and you spend a lot of money, they give you perks. They give you things like, oh, here, you get some points or you get you get you get some rewards back from here, whatever the case may be. We're not we getting anything. Back. Exactly. We buying things that never appreciate appreciate itself in value. And on top of it, we're selling our dignity along with it. Because the Asian, the Asian community, I'm not just the Asian community, but the Asians that come into the black communities in New York, they showed everyone the way. They said, though, these people right here, you can exploit. They laughed at the, the, the Asians in the 80s when they came over here and they opened up these Chinese restaurants all over the place. And they was even taking food stamps. I was like, they take food stamps to you you buy Chinese what? food? There's there's a level. There's something that's real key that I, I have to say about uh, Asian culture. And the key word is discipline. Mm hmm. It's discipline. So a lot of times what happens is they evaluate and analyze the situation. This is why critical thinking needs to be something that's always taught in school. They they uh, analyze the situation and see what works and then they do what works. They don't mm. question it. They're not curious. They're not trying to advocate. They are building wealth. What mm -hmm. works here? I'm going to do this. I watched this sister on IG. Um, her name is Trishana. She walked into a hair store and she asked all the owners inside the hair store, do you know how to do a sew-in? Do you know how to do a sew-in? Like, you know, asking them about actual hairstyles. And they were like, no, mm. no, no. And she came back to the camera and she said, you don't need to understand this to sell it. Mm. And I was like, wow. So, you know, I, I think that 
for me, I feel like black people do know how to come together. We come together in small pockets. Mm. The problem is we cannot massively come together because what ends up happening is the small pockets, instead of understanding wealth building, mm. they begin to point fingers and say, well, you need to do it my way. Mm-hmm. No, you need to do it my way. No, you need to do it my way. <laughs> and while we arguing about whose way we're going to do it, somebody else getting it done. That's true. And and see, the thing is, when you look at these different cultures that come into the community, you know, because when you really look at the situation, when you have a community, and this is why I really say that black people, we can't come together on anything because our vices, these different vices that we have, as opposed to like when, when black people, when we get in, when we get in, engage with one another. You see in our community, it's the, the primary mindset is to outdo. I'm not saying all black people, but it's to outdo. I got to make sure I look better than you, whether it's fashion, whether it's the car you drive, whether well, no, whatever it is, jewelry. We have the tendency of wanting to look something that we're not, as opposed to, like you said, with the discipline of the Asians or the discipline with the Africans, when they come over here to have that discipline, like, look, we can't ball right now. Like the Africans come over here, 10 of them, 12 of them being a one bedroom apartment. Everybody got little patties on the floor. Everybody sleeping in for in one year. They come out and each of them, they got their own, they got their house. They got their business started or whatever the case may be. But the reason why black people, and this is, this is why I think that we suffer with in this country, black people since the, since slavery has always been reinforced in our minds that you got to be the one to one up your brother. That's why they do the divide. They take the light skinned slave and you treat him a little bit better than the dark skinned slave to cause a division. And then we have the device. We have our vice of religion because when the religion come into the into the play, it convolutes everything. You a Muslim, you Muslim. I'm a Christian. He's a Buddhist. And we can't come together because our difference of our ideologies. You dig what I'm saying? The difference of ideologies. And y'all all all are sinners. All. Y'all all all are trash. All. Y'all all, you know, you, you, you grooming pedophiles, you lying, you stealing, you're not really walking Talk out what it. you're talking about. And that's damaging everything. Because again, we come back to this facade, that's this right. image, this, this, this fakeness of this haughtiness. And it's crazy because I always, for me, it always brings me back to the fact of propaganda, mm. propaganda and capitalism. So here we are in America and the one thing America always pushed down our throat is propaganda and Mm. commercials. That's right. They got to give you ads so that you can buy. They need you to buy so they can benefit, not buy because it's actually something that you need to sustain your life. Like we've gotten away from understanding what it means to sustain life. What is food? How is food made? A lot of times people out here buying shit they can't afford because they insecure, but you don't want to go to therapy. Like we have trauma and PTSD and emotional issues that we think some shoes, a Michael Kors bag and a thousand likes can make us feel better about no because once you turn your phone off you still miserable that's right that's a that's a bomb that's a bomb we we have to get out of this you and so it's when you when you look at other cultures and i start to look at you know what what's what's grooming what's what's teaching people and i'm looking at tv and i'm like yo i stream 
I stream movies so much, I don't even know what it's like to watch TV. And then when I do watch TV, I'm like, God, dog, y'all killing it with commercials. Mm. Like, y'all done sold me medication that's going to take away my headache, but give me diarrhea and make me itch and break me out in hives, but I won't have no headache no more. I'm trading my headache for 10 other issues? That's not medicine? And you selling this shit to me? Yep. Like, why is it even allowed? Freaking uh, high fructose corn syrup is in every product in America, but that shit is illegal in other countries. Why mm. the hell is it illegal overseas? But y'all making sure that it's a part, it's a filler in everything from soda That's to right. mac and cheese. That's like, what right. the hell going on? It's a whole, it is when, when people start to talk about conspiracy theorists and all of that and y'all be like oh that's extra no it's not Mm. there is a weave there's a web being weaved around us so intricate and so well that we are lost in the sauce Mm. and it's and we can't get caught up in the sauce (sighs) we gotta find a spoon dig ourselves out and go into our own pot that's right It ain't got to be a conversation. It ain't got to be a broadcast. All it has to do is be an avalanche from one to another, one to another, one to another. Sometimes we get so inundated with changing certain things that we don't build nothing. Mm. The the term is jack of all trades, master of none. However, there's more to that terminology. There's more to that terminology. You can can (laughs) still learn various different things, but the rule is execute. That's right. That's right. Execute on the plan. And we get caught up talking so much because we got social media and we got all of this stuff helping us to front that in real life, we're not executing any of our plans. And yep. I'm talking about myself. Stagnant. Stagnant. I did. I did. a. I did an episode called Procrastination on this on this podcast. And I think it was a it was a really good podcast because we talked about so much and the procrastination. It kills you. And the reason why you just laid out all the reasons why we procrastinate, because we're so so-called entertained by everything. Everything is geared to entertain us that we become so stagnant. We don't want to move. We don't want to do nothing. We don't want to miss what happens on power. We don't want to miss the next episode of, of Desperate Housewives or, or Love and Hip Hop or whatever, or whatever they watch. But it's, it's so crazy that these are the little devices that they use to distract us. That's why we can't come together to ball a fist to defend ourselves. We got to be on one accord. Yeah. If the pinky, if the pinky want to do his own thing and the index finger want to do its own thing, how are you going to ball a fist? The thumb is on point. The middle finger is on point. The ring finger is on point, but the pinky and and the index like, nah, I ain't with all that. I ain't with all that marching and I ain't with all that. I don't want to do all that. I want to play Xbox. here's my thing. (laughs) Even if you, because I'm not a marcher either. (laughs) I ain't even going to front. Indeed. I'm not a marcher. I marched when they beat Rodney King. Mm. I walked out my high school. Our principal, um, we walked out of Weaver High School and we marched all the way downtown. They shut downtown down mm. because Weaver was the black school on wow. the bad side of town. They rowdy. No, wow. it was just deep. Mm. But we were also vocal. And so in the middle of marching, I had one dude had a bat and I'm like, bruh, we ain't got shit downtown. 
you gonna destroy the little bit we got? Give me that back. I had to take it from him. Mm. So we get downtown, um, and our principal at the time was Mr. Eddie Davis, and I love him for this. He had a podium down there for us. Mm. He had school buses down there to take us home, to take us back to school, so we could actually talk about what we just did. Mm. But he he made a way for us to be productive in our action. Indeed. And that thing was recorded um, by the the secretary of the state. And so that was it. I marched. That's all y'all get. Now I'm fighting. So don't ask me to march because I'm mad. And I'm I'm mad that I'm 47 and I marched when I was 18. How am I still marching for? Obviously something is wrong. Exactly. We need a new plan. Because marching ain't getting it. Now there might be some people who can march and that's their thing and that's their lane. Everybody got a lane. Mm. That's the other thing that we don't respect. Everybody can't do everything. The same. That's why staying in your lane is so essential. Some people are teachers. Some people are speakers. Some people are administrative. Some people know how to push paper. Like everybody has to respect their lane. Mm -hmm. Just because I speak poetry and you write grants, don't mean that you got to talk shit because I cuss. Mm. Write your goddamn grants and stop worrying about what the fuck I'm doing. And <laughs> you do your thing and then we could get together. And when you need me to cuss for you because you're not getting what you need on the grant, holla at your girl. That's but don't right. stop me because how I move makes you uncomfortable. I ain't moving for you. I'm moving in in your honor. That's right. Yo, that yo, I ain't gonna fret. That right there, this whole discourse that we just had sounds like a poem. It sounds like a poem. <laughs> it's how we can record it and just drop it. This is this is the poem right here. Oh my yeah. goodness, man. Like for real, my sister, like, like I, I I really appreciate your sentiment and I really appreciate your view on things and how you see it because you're so absolutely correct that everybody can't do the same thing. We got to have different avenues to cover a wide spread of things we need to get done. And if everybody do play their part, if everybody play their part, we can we can make some ways and we can make shit happen. But it's just like you, you see it. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about the, the, the women like yourself, individuals who think like you. I'm talking about the masses of the people we see on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I put in a poem one time. I said, I want to I wanna reach those jammed up on the Ave in pursuit to get cash by hook or crook. You know what I'm saying? I want to look yeah. at I, those are the individuals I'm aiming for. I'm not aiming for the individual like, oh, I get on the stage and you cheer for me. And yeah, yo, that was a dope piece and da, 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 da. But that's not my aim. My aim is to reach those individuals because I know those individuals is going to make the difference. If we can change the way we think, if we can change the way we think, we can change our circumstances, period. You know, and we need to leave all the bullshit alone. But I'm, I, I do want to I do want to do a panel discussion. So I definitely want to bring your voice back to the show in another instance where I got some other poets and we sitting down and we're talking about certain issues, certain solutions that we can that we can just put out there that we can inspire our people to like, yo, let's let's try this. Let's try doing this. You know, instead of doing this all the time, this is this what we've been doing. And it hasn't been working, you know, like, and, that, and that's the reason why I, I really I talk about religion in in terms in terms of how our success will be in the future, because we're just so I think in me personally, it's my person. This is coming from a person at one point in time in my life. I was very religious, like religious, religious. You know what I'm saying? I was one of those. And then I woke up 
So I want to, I don't want to see my brothers and sisters making the same mistakes I did. And I'm not one of those individuals, you know, you know, oh, you, you were part of this belief. And nah, I was a studious individual. I'm talking about like at my every waking moment was dedicated and, and I found the truth. So I think in this day and age, religion is the the last thing, the absolute last thing black people need right now. We don't need you no know, more religion. That is so important because I actually in in finding in finding my teeth in Georgia, mm-hmm. I had to deal with this very conundrum. Mm. Um, I have an associate's degree in Christian studies. Mm. So um I am a member of Well Changes Church International, Pastor Creflo A. Dollar. Creflo and um, that was probably the most inspirational, invigorating, weaponizing thing mm. I have ever done. Mm. Because I like to be taught. Mm. And so in in how he taught, he taught. And it was, I got to the point where I was like, okay, um, my, my daughter was a sophomore and she had written a novel, Mm. like wrote it. And I was like, oh snap, I need Mm. to understand the business and pursue my passions. So in editing my first book, The Lover and the Revolutionary, I was like, oh no, I have an associate's in Christian studies. I can't cuss. Like I can't, (laughs) I'm like, wait a minute. This is my truth. Mm. This is my voice. I can't hold this back. Right. Mm. And so I was really battling with how I would present myself to the world because I knew once I did, I would need to stick to that. But I wanted to wow. be as authentic as possible. Wow. So I had saw a um, praise and worship conference with Wes Morgan mm. and um Bro had like mad tattoos and all kinds of stuff came out with some jeans and a shirt. And he was talking about how everybody was like, you, you can't, you know, you can't talk about that stuff. You got tattoos. You got this. You got that. And he was like, I look how I'm supposed to look to address the people I'm supposed to address. Mm. And that sat with me. Mm. And I realized that we always are trying to box people in to these little religious categories. And it ain't about the religion. Mm. It's about what you walking out. It is mm. about the truth and it is about love. So if you love people, you're going to make sure ain't nobody taking advantage of them. Mm. You're going to make sure that they educated. You're going to make sure that they have what they needed. Mm. Right? Because it's technically it's all about love. And so in, in hearing him speak, I realized, you know what? I was created how I was created for a reason. I'm fiery. I can't not tell you the truth. That's right. I can't not cuss. I'm going to cuss. I might find a way to speak to you and not cuss. I can be <laughs> professional, make no mistake. Mm-hmm. I coast with like the best of them. But at the same time, I understand that my voice. That's right. And how it comes out is necessary. I have six children. They're all adults except for my youngest baby is 16. So I am in training to be a grandmother. I ain't in no hurry. Please make no mistake. <laughs> However, I was raised by my grandmother. Mm. So I need to understand what being a grandmother is. And that's wisdom. That means if I got to be out in these streets, like I'm all your grandma, guess what? You gonna get this motherfucking lesson. That's right. Because <laughs> right. I'm not I'm not your grandma that sit in church. 
That's right. I'm your grandma with the spliff rolled up, and I'll walk up on you and bust you in your eye because you out here acting stupid. Mm. Now, come on, and let me put some ice on it. That's what I'm talking about. That's I'm, I, I feel your energy, Queen. I really do, man. You're right. You're absolutely right. You know, when you really look at it, man, a lot of a lot of the things like like me personally, I was I was into the Islamic faith for a long time. For a long time. You know, I still hold certain principles, but I don't I don't consider myself I don't I wouldn't consider myself saying, oh, look, I'm a part of this because I know I have different views now, you know, Mm -hmm. views that others that that's a part of that would look at me and say, oh, nah, you're not that. But I'm telling you, I I was very studious. You know what I'm saying? Like I taught myself Arabic. I read, write and speak Arabic. I don't speak fluently, but I read and write fluently. You know what I'm saying? So I'm able to translate. I'm able to, you know what I'm saying? Like, like my books, like in my library, all my books are in Arabic. You know what I'm saying? I stopped buying English books a while ago. So I was very studious. So seeing things that I know that that's not privy to the masses, the masses, it changed me. It changed. And and I think I, I always said this when I first became Muslim. I always said that my allegiance was to the truth because I was a Christian first. I was a Christian mm-hmm. and and I, I was faced with a real big decision because I'm like, yo, this Islam stuff sounds real. This this Islam, it, it makes sense to me. And at that time, at that time in, in my life, it made all the sense. And I was like, yo, this and I'm comparing it to Christianity. I'm like, nah, this this sounds more plausible to me. And I went forth in it and I knew I was there for a reason. I knew I was there for a reason. So when I got into it, I went full throttle. I didn't, I didn't hold back. You know what I'm saying? So I started to find things that wasn't translated. When you reading books and you reading books in Arabic and you starting to look and like, hold up, am I translating this right? And I'm, I'm like, nah, let me, let me cross reference. And then it opened a, a big, big wormhole. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know this. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. You dig what I'm saying? So yes. I believe that once you know something, now you're accountable. So yes. I could I couldn't I couldn't just say, all right, I'm going to turn my blind eye to this because I'm a part of the faith and I can't question these things. And that's how it's set up for you to feel. It's set up to feel that if you say anything against it, that means you're unloyal and that means you're going to burn in hell. And these are the fears. So it's crazy because if you if you look at history, there was always debate and discussion. Always. That's always. what law is based on. Rhetoric. Mm-hmm. And debate. That's right. Persuasion, the art of persuasion. So it's like you can have the art of persuasion in everything except for this area. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's no, crazy. All of it is up for discussion. And when you put all of it up for discussion, you are so true when you say that we are accountable to the knowledge that we have. Because now if it's up for discussion, you can't just tell me. The sky mm-hmm. is blue. Exactly. You got to break that shit down and tell me why. Exactly. So that I can understand on my own. That's but what right. ends up happening is, is so many false prophets that the minute you question them, now they mad that you ask the question because they don't have yep. a goddamn answer. Exactly. And, and and that's when you know, that's when you know, that's your number one sign. You know that, hold on, let me pump my brakes. What am I really in right now? Cause exactly. I, don't, I, I don't, I don't really, away, cause y'all ain't about the truth. Exactly. You ain't about, about that truth. Y'all own facade. Exactly. And own selfish it, 
desires. Exactly. And that's the whole thing I do not dig. And that's why I walked away. But I keep the principles. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still pray. You know what I'm saying? I still read my Quran. I still do all of these things. But I don't want to be associated with something that I know is false. Or something I know that's misrepresented. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to fall back from that. Because the principle is basically all you need. Because these principles that's been given to us in all these different religions is something that's been recycled, repackaged, and, and brought right back to you. If you if you read the um the uh the laws of Ma'at, if you if you know what I'm saying dealing with the metal yep. nature and things of that nature in our society, we always have dealing with African culture, African, you know what I'm saying, history, we've always had a a, a connection with the divine. I'm not going to say, oh, this is the creator, because once you put a name on it, now this is where the arguments come at. Oh, no, that's a lie. You box it in. So I know that there's something divine. I know that there's something divine. I know that I'm connected to that divine. To say what that divine is, I'm not going to say that. Because I'm I'm wiser now to understand that I don't know. And I'm and I'm also wiser to understand that you don't know. So you ain't gonna tell me no bullshit. You ain't gonna just tell me anything. You dig what I'm saying? I'm older yes, now, it's very more wiser. Wise to even be able to say that you don't know. Exactly. And people have a problem admitting that. Hey, yep. what's the square root of 4097? Um, 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 <laughs> You don't know. You don't and know. That's okay. It's okay. You cannot know. We can find out together, but you so worried about not knowing. Image. Like the whole idea of judgment and shame and condemnation, all of that comes from religion. Mm-hmm. And like people can't be themselves, live themselves. People can't discover who they are because everybody has this box to put you in. That's this is right. what you do in middle school. This is what you do in high school. This is what you do after high school. This Absolutely. is what you know. No, because in actuality, None of this shit is effective anymore. The Mm. way we teach, the way we rule government, the way we govern the country, the way we deal with issues, medical or financial or mental. None of that shit works. We need a reboot. That's right. A whole reboot. That's right. Everybody talk about, um, oh, oh, the war in Ukraine. Bruh, that's real shit. Wars happen. Mm hmm. And what happens is when typically, if you look at history, when tyrants start wilding, the people rise up. That's right. You can't be scared of no fight. You can't be afraid to die. Guess what? Some shit will be destroyed. That's what happens when you rebuild and get rid of something that isn't working. That's right. That's right. And that's the thing. People are afraid. They are afraid of change. You know what I'm saying? Because they haven't been taught real history. That's We've been right. taught this sugar-coated, covered up. I remember when McGraw, because you know McGraw prints all the school books, wanted to say that uh, slaves were happy uh, servants. <laughs> what? Where that come from? Exactly. In the books, you got slaves with chef hats on, bringing pies to the master? Yep. Man, <laughs> they had black people as chairs and footstools. Yes. Like they made us their chair and used children as footstools Bed while warmers. they smoked goddamn pipes and shot the shit. Yep. Bed warmers. They had, they had the women that were going to be wet, warm my bed up. Go warm my bed up. Lay in my bed until it get nice and warm. So when I get in there, it's, it's nice and warm. This is crazy. This is crazy. No, see, but what I think it is, Queen, it's the it's the loss of an identity that have yes. us that have us begging for an image, pleading yes. for an image. Yes. 
pleading for image. Yeah, and and it's crazy, man. Like our people, our people, and I and the work is being done. I'm not saying the work is not being done because I see poets like yeah, I see poets like yourself. I see poets like myself. Other poets I listen to. The work is out there because we're the we're the reporters. We're the CNN. We're reporting the news, so people are definitely aware. We just need them to get more aware. You know what I'm saying? And we all yes. searching for this identity, man. We all searching for an identity because we don't know who we are. That's the reason why other melanated people come over here and look at us side-eyed. Because they don't understand. Because they have an understanding of history that was not even taught to us. Exactly. Western history and Eastern history is completely different because we have to rely on mm. the educational system, to be honest. Mm. Whereas they're actually in the places where a lot of this history happened. So you really can't sugarcoat that shit. Exactly. Like you had to work real hard for that lie. Exactly. So they're actually learning history and actually have access to truth and actual artifacts in their museums because Britain's a goddamn hoarder. But then you come to the United States and y'all so busy lying to us. That's why I was like, yo, this propaganda is some real shit. They hit us left, right, up, down That's side right. to side like when they said tell lie vision they wasn't lying, they wasn't lying. Big brother is watching and yeah. realizing how much they can manipulate what you understand what you buy what you sell how you move what you accept we always talk about Farrakhan used to always talk about how we needed to be economically empowered mm-hmm Yep. Because I lived in a house where my grandfather went to church and my grandmother followed Farrakhan and talked about my grandfather going to church every Sunday when he got dressed to go to church, but he still went. <laughs> so I've actually, you know, because <laughs> foundations, understanding and studying, right? Because I almost went to the Islam side, but I had an issue with the separation of the men and the women. And I just, you know, my mind wouldn't let me process that. However, <laughs> I still understood and I still paid attention. Mm-hmm. And so when I looked, every time we had an issue, people would say, Black people need to be economically empowered. And nobody would take that shit seriously. Mm. And I swear on everything, I feel like every five to 10 years, we come back with the same message. Yep. Just before the pandemic, I feel like the pandemic has so many things woven into it that we ain't even peeled off the surface of this propaganda just yet. Mm. Because it's bullshit. It it is manufactured, crafted all bullshit. day, all day. And just before the pandemic happened, there was a wave where I am, and we were connecting. We were building community. People were building businesses. We were coming together. Things were thriving. Uh, uh, entertainment was bumping. It was it was it was mo- there was a movement. Mm-hmm. I felt it. I felt it in my bones. I'm like, okay, is this like our new renaissance? Are we trying to build this thing back up? Because, you know, we were so frustrated with everything that was happening with the police brutality and cameras are showing us everything. And then they put us in isolation. Yep. That wasn't by coincidence. Bruh, solitary <laughs> confinement has psychological impacts. It does. It, it And so it here does. they put a whole country in isolation. And it's, it's so it's so crazy you're talking about this because before the pandemic, you know, I had a coworker, man. Shout out to my brother Steve, man. I had a coworker, and we used to talk about like he was putting me on to this to the COVID joint about no lie about maybe six seven months 
six, seven months before it even hit the news and all that. He because he it was, happening. it was happening. And he was like, yo, he was like, yo, man, they got something going on in China. He said something going on in China where people are dropping dead. And we used to always talk. We got we get on the train together. We coming home from work. We had the late shift and we would have our little conversations. And he would say it every night. He would tell me. And I was like, and I start seeing it creep up on the news. It started getting crazy. And then they shut our store down. Cause I'm a chef. So they 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 cut they shut the, the, the location down. They still paying everybody, but don't come to work. And I'm like, what's going on here? I'm like, what the hell is this? You know what I'm saying? And then right before our eyes, it just man, you it, it just manifested. But it's not a coincidence. Because in light of what you said, all the things that you said that was going on prior to COVID. We had the George Floyd. We had the the Ahmaud Arbery. We had we had the Breonna Taylor. We had all these different we had all these different instances where people were getting riled up, people were getting fed up, and then now you have a pandemic. Everybody got to be still. Everybody got to stay inside. Everybody got to be indoors and all this crazy shit. It ain't almost no, like they were saying, "Calm your ass down." And exactly. Sit down doing too much. Exactly. It's never about coincidence. And I notice one thing about this country in particular: when it deals with us, dealing with us, I don't trust nothing they tell me or face value. If they tell me the sky is blue, I'm looking for the the claws in there. I'm looking Watch behind the. the I'm looking for the hook. The, the sky is blue and what? You dig what I'm saying? So Watch for the hook. I mean, it's crazy, man. I mean, this- They start talking about vaccinations, and then all of a sudden, uh, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates want to vaccinate all of Africa. What? Yeah, where that, where that and come And now y'all from? getting divorced? What? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. What y'all really got going on? What's Who really going on? on something? What's really y'all, going like, what on? Y'all, y'all going to split the empire? It's crazy, man. It's what we're dealing with. Too much power. My sister, I mean, yo, this conversation because you supposed to been spitting some more poetry. I need, I need I, I, you, but 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 this, no, say the conversation is so is so great, man. I want you to spit another piece though, but uh, I'm definitely gonna have you back on this show when we do a panel discussion because I really need your input and you know I want to hear your solutions, man, because I, I I believe that you're in the fight. I can feel and everything in my bones that you're in the fight, man. And you're really here to like let us know that look, it's time to wake the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I, I really want to get you in the panel discussion with some other poets and uh discuss some issues, man. Discuss some issues. But uh I want you to spit another piece and uh let me, because my audience is gonna kill me. It's like, yo, black, you over there, y'all talking, yeah. But the conversation is good. Y'all can't, y'all can't deny the conversation is is <laughs> just, it's just wonderful. But I definitely want to get you to spit another piece, and then we get into some of your accolades and see how we can support you, how my how my audience can support you and in, in in doing your endeavors and things of that nature. And because you got some books that's out right now, and we want to we want to be able to support that. So let me set the stage up for my for my sister one more time. Coming back to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to the queen, Tashala Williams. Can't box the kid. Hey, partner. 
there'll be minimum adjustment here. Check your fear. All that you hold dear requires I spit truth in your ear. I'm not changing my hair, looking away when you stare, or moving over on the sidewalk. Bump if you dare. I'm not decreasing my volume or dimming my light in any room. I'm not biting my tongue, coming undone, or saving a conversation. If I shift in my seat from your wild energy, you can bet your ass I'm going to speak. There is no box that can hold me. Gentle me or bold me. Bust your philosophical basket. Not even casket can confine my words. They will be. Tr- they will transcend time, every sentence and every rhyme. So do not think that I will shrink or adjust the volume on my tone. Don't think I won't skip a post and call you on your phone. I'm going to give you the real, even if it cause a chill down the center of your spine. I'd rather tell you the truth than be smiling and lying. We got enough liars roaming the streets. If I can't be me, I don't want to see. I'd rather stand boldly and proclaim all that I am, then bow down and shrink for resources from man. I ain't adjusting for your bullshit. Take me as I am. Beautifully bold, but can't get ugly cold. Polished to the nines or grunged out and super fine. Straight laced or pushing a bed. Just know you can't box the kid. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, man. Yo, you got that one, you got that one piece. It's it's a part that you said in that one piece you did. If you knuck, you said, what do you say? If you knuck, you know what I'm saying? If you knuck, I'm going to buck. Yeah. That joint, that you got that piece available? Yes, I do. Yes, all right, I all right. Do. Listen, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta end the show with that piece. I need to hear that piece right there. That piece right there, yo. Listen, spoken soul family, you guys are really gonna be in for a treat for this piece, man. This piece don't give you the the revolution will not be televised vibe, man. This is it right here, man. We want you. We definitely want you to. Uh, if you got that piece to like. Spit that piece to actually end the show. All right. But uh, we're going to get, well, I want you to, uh, let's first, before we do that, let's get into the book that's out now. The book that we can purchase. How can we purchase it? Where can we go to purchase it? And you know what I'm saying? Tell us how we can support you. Um, <clears throat> uh, My books, as well as Blessed Not Broken, uh, Volume 4, are all available on Amazon. You can also reach out to me at info at TashalaWilliams.com if you would like an autographed copy. Um, I am a part of Hartford's Lit, um, mm. Hartford's Literary Integrated Trailblazers. We are a literary organization. We do a book festival in Hartford every year. We are always looking for book vendors, um, community members who have published or self-published. We like to create space for them and highlight what they've done and their contrib- contribution to the literary community. Today, we have a book chat at 2 p.m. Mm. We'll be discussing Chester Hines, uh, Blind Man and a Pistol. And if you don't know who Chester Hines is, he is an african-american author he is almost like the father of uh mystery for people of color um he 
it's, it's his life is wild. You should read his bio. But he wrote A Rage in Harlem, um, mm. which was a movie with Robin Givens. But he has several different mystery books that he wrote. Um, and he's a favorite of my favorite author, who is Walter Mosley. But we'll be discussing that book. We discuss um, books every month. Next month, we'll be discussing Bell Hooks, All About Love. Um, And let's see what else. Um, As I mentioned, I'm also a performer. So uh, for those who are in the Connecticut area, um, I am in a theater group called Ruby's Realm. And we will be doing our next production, Unprotected, at the Mark Twain House on May 21st. Tickets are not on sale, but if you follow me on social media, you'll definitely be able to find out when that will um when those tickets will be on sale. This is my third production. Mm. If you want to look at uh previous plays, you can go on YouTube to Nutmeg TV and look for Ruby's Realm. Um to see those. I am the character Nessa. Um and uh yeah. Nutmeg Realm. Cuz I'm gonna check it out. Busy. They got the whole they got the whole play up there. Yes, the whole play. Oh, all right. So I'm definitely going to check play. that out. Um, I'm, t- I'm definitely Days check like that these out. and You said oh, one more grass. time, you said Nutmeg Realm. Nutmeg TV. Nutmeg TV. Ruby's Ruby's Realm. Ruby's Realm. Ruby's Realm. Yes. That's my daughter's um, birthday. I'm and the name of the plays are uh Snakes in the Grass and Days Like These. Snakes in the Grass. And they all deal with issues that face um, communities of color head on. Issues of mental illness, issues of HIV, all the things that are taboo to talk about, which is something that I love about working um, with this theater group because they always um, hit the nail on the head. Mm. And I enjoy that. So I will also be a part of um, April 9th. Um, I will be a part of Erotica night oh yeah by lorraine charles yes you have a you have you have a you have a neurotic catalog oh yes i do oh i definitely gotta bring you back because i'm about to do a a, my whole erotic shout out the the spoken soul session show is is out to give props to all aspects of poetry and uh i'm definitely putting together and an erotic series where i'm gonna interview about maybe six erotic poets so I can definitely have you, you know what I'm saying, come back and we can hear your um erotic catalog. I, I also have an erotic catalog. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. But I, I but I write it under a different pseudonym. I got black coal for that. You dig? So, you know what I mean? It don't it don't interfere with my poetic black stuff. But right, uh, right, right, right. but uh definitely, man, have you back on the show for that. I didn't know you had an erotic catalog. You see that? You know what I'm saying? Revolutionary. And you know what I'm saying? It, it ain't no one trick pony over here, man. You definitely the not, truth. Not queen. at all. I am the lover and the revolutionary. That's you know, right. I love hard. I fight hard. Those things go hand in hand for me. That's right. Now, now we, we got what we can support. You go to Amazon. Uh, I'm definitely going to check out the uh, Nutmeg TV Ruby's Realm, Snakes in the Grass, because I yes. love plays. I'm, a, I'm also... Um, uh, I did a play also at Cumble awesome. Theater. At Cumble Theater, I started in the um, play You Are Who You Eat. So that was a, it was a dope experience. You know what I mean? A fish experience. And uh, I love the acting side of poetry because I, I, I happen to use a lot of my performance in my performances of, of spoken words. So definitely I'm into the art 
and to theater. So uh, I'm definitely going to check that out. I will let you know what I thought about it too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> definitely. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big person into plays. But now we got to get to this piece, man. Now I, yes. I got to, let me just brace my, my audience. Listen, when I tell you that this piece right here is going to make you feel a certain type of way. If you got the revolutionary bone in your body, like I do, this piece is going to be ecstasy for you. Like I heard you perform this piece two times on two different occasions. And each time it gave me goosebumps. So let me set the stage up for you, for, for you. coming back to the stage to perform her final piece. Let's give a warm, warm welcome to my sister and your sister, Queen Tashala Williams. Sunrise. The sun is shining. Even if it wasn't, I'd still be smiling. Air moves through my body. I feel I am present. Gracious for the opportunity, anxious to speak, make you move around in your seat. I am assigned to speak evaluations to your mind. Question your actions against the instruction of your heart. Disruption is the purpose of art. Celebration can also be achieved. Yet it is the truth that confrontation conceives. So I be loud rambunctious unctions of your mind's passive functions you're so accustomed to not speaking that your soul won't jump when injustice leaks and seeps sending blood up from the concrete your fight too discreet your body too glued to your seat your lack of movement equates defeat and your eyes scream no surprise at the crime in city streets you too damn comfortable with the children not creating you social media loud but i never peep your face in any crowd. You black and proud till the lights go out. Then you male bashing the bro, body shaming Lizzo, avoiding your baby mama and lifting old sheets off the black mamba, obtaining black platforms just to succumb to the norm. You own a network, but I never hear revolution in your work. And some churches that's down gotta wave flags and show signs so folks know God's love is still around. Well, let me tell you the truth. I love you. So I will fight you and shake you, but I won't let no system break you. I'll chastise you in private and praise you in public and whatever comes against you, I will knock if it buck. I am the daughter of revolution telling you that our solution is love. Love so strong, you won't let nothing treat what you love wrong. No matter how big, well-funded, or great, if you're coming for the people, then destruction is your fate. We are the people's army, and it's already too late. What America is doing to us is alarming, but if the alarm is going off, who's he in the warning? I see real hitters are mentally charging. Teachers are mentally arming. Healers are chakra and crystal charging. That beating in your ears is the war drums calling. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? We are warriors. There are no doors. There are no ceilings and there are no floors. Melanin be your wings so sore. You see? The sun is 
wasn't, I would still be smiling. Because all I see are my people rising. Oh, man, every time, every time, I tell you. Oh, my goodness, I got goosebumps. My head standing on my arm, man. Oh, my goodness, man. That piece right there, man, I I love that piece so much because I really feel the love in that piece. I feel the sincerity. I feel the authenticity is genuine. It's not no bullshit. I really feel it, man. And um, that piece is epic, Queen. That's an epic piece. When did you write that piece? Oh, wow. Um, It might be probably just before the pandemic, mm. maybe. Wow. I have man. to look and see if I actually... um wrote the date down of when I first first wrote it, but it probably is just before the pandemic because I was excited mm. about what people were doing, but I also saw what people was not doing. And so, you know, sometimes you just, like I said, you got to call it out. I'm happy. I'm excited, but I also see the ones that's not working. Because mm. y'all on social media popping a whole lot of shit. And I need y'all to be about that life because these kids need you. Mm. Young people need you. Adults need you. And that's why I said it's so important for people to tell their real story because there's victory in your story. You telling your truth can help somebody else deal with their truth. Indeed. Indeed. That's why the truth is so important. But if all we're doing is lying to these kids, we're giving them false prom- promises and fake hopes. Exactly. And then you're wondering why they mad because ain't nobody telling the truth about how to really get through some shit. That's that's crazy. You said that you just you just said this piece that uh I put that pretty much the exact same thing in a song I did called Truth Is. And and, and I was like, like the youth is it's it's hopeless. You know what I mean? It, it's like when you when you telling people, when you telling people, oh, this is gonna happen and it never happens, people lose hope. And um damn, that's crazy, man. Yo, Queen, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I really appreciate you for all that you do, all that you do for New Hartford, all that you do for poets that you inspire across the country. I mean, I'm so happy that I I happened to tune in on that live when when Lady Obsidian Rain was going live and she was like she was just viewing your, your performance. And I, I asked, I was like, yo, man, can you give me her information, man? I got to get her on the show, man. She is dope. And uh, definitely, man, you are phenomenal. And uh, I appreciate you coming to the show. Y'all go out there and y'all support her project. She got projects coming out in the winter, the vehemence that's coming out in the winter of this year. But she got two yep. other projects. Hopefully in the next two weeks. Hopefully in the next, in the next two, two weeks. weeks. So now go and support. T- tell them one more time the the the, uh, the two projects you got right now that they can go to Amazon and purchase. And how much are the um, are the books in Amazon? Um, my first book, The Lover and the Revolutionary, is fifteen on Amazon, and then Papers on My Floor is twenty. That's okay. my second book of poetry, and then Vehemence, which will be out um, 
uh, for April, that will either be 20 or 25 because I'm actually introducing uh, one of my short stories. So I have another manuscript that I'm working on for the summer called The Woods Behind My House. Mm. Um, and I love words. So that's my that will be my first short story collection. That's dope, man. And y'all go, please support this sister, man. I'm definitely going to cop your book, man, because I I, I I collect different artists' material because I got a whole slew of them. And I want to support the art, man. Please go out there and support this sister, man. Support this queen. She's out here doing the work. She's out here. I'm telling you, she's not just closet writing. She's out here performing. Everything I looked up on the internet in, in, in regards to you was live performances. So I know that you're out here doing the work. You know what I mean? So y'all please go out and support this sister, man. She's doing big things for our community. You know, the poetry community and the black community. Please support this queen, man. Tashala Williams, I thank you for coming on the show, spending this time because we went, we were actually went overtime. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> I definitely got to get you back on the show on a panel discussion and uh no and, and let's and let's get it in so once again queen thank you so much for coming to the show and thank uh, you most definite most definite now this is a part of the show where i address my audience and i want to leave you guys with some inspirational words i need you guys today if you're listening to the sound of my voice know know that you are loved know that you are validated know that you do matter and now let's get to work i want everybody if you're hearing the sound of my voice today make that commitment that your tomorrow will be better than today and your next day will be better than the next it's time for us to get to work it's time for us to put our feet on the ground boots on the ground and make it happen be inspired, be encouraged, and remember, always speak your soul. I want you to know that I love you. I really do love you. And I hope you love me too. Peace.